Entrepreneur Will Iverson talk about the question, will AI break capitalism? Well, I mean, for example, short-term problem I'm asking myself is full automatic driving going to cause at one in five. That would be truck drivers, bus drivers, and taxi uber drivers i don't know that probably might be less than that's probably well less than one in five i'm gonna i'm gonna guess yeah i think it's like i looked i actually knew that number a little while ago because the self-driving cars were becoming a thing and i think it was like three percent which i mean that's enough to cause a pretty major dislocation there's actually a bunch of fields like that so like the u.s we spend something like one in six dollars on healthcare, and if we were like other country other modern westernized countries and we got that down to more like one in 12 if you wipe out all of the people that work in petroleum extraction if you had self-driving cars which isn't interesting because it's been kind of a while and we still don't have a self-driving car or a flying car or a whatever you can get to easily 10 to 15 percent pretty quickly and right now i it's impossible to know what's really going on with some of these employment numbers because i think we're still going through some of the after effects of COVID, right Hmm. so what everybody i think is doing right now like as in it's april 4th or april 6th right everybody is trying to figure out the impacts of these ais like no one's going to walk into work tomorrow and be like, yeah, we've decided to f- decide to fire half our software developers because we're all going to switch to Copilot or ChatGPT for our development stuff, right? Yeah. But it's going to become an increasing concern, right? Yeah. Now, I think that the self-driving car stuff was kind of what started to put this on the radar for me is this concept. It's a technical term is technological unemployment. And that's actually been a thing that economics folks have been talking about for since the industrial revolution there was a big concern because if you think about things like shoemakers right so if you hand make every shoe and then all of a sudden you have a steam-powered shoemaking factory that can produce a thousand shoes a day right so people have been talking about technological unemployment for at least the 1880s but the thing that saved it in effect is with exceptions like the Great Depression, was we always had the ability to create new jobs, mm-hmm. right? And the concern is, and this is the part nobody knows, is will these will these AI tools wipe jobs out or will they create a new generation of jobs that we can't really envision, right? right? Mm. So kind of the pivot to the sci-fi side, it's like, to me, the whole point of this stuff is of sci-fi is like, you know, well, what are the options? Like, what what is that? What could this future look like, right? And so, back about five or six years ago, when I stumbled across an article that was talking about the economics of Star Trek, hmm. right? Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, like if you think about the Enterprise and it's got replicators, which 
that already blows apart a lot of economics, right? Right. But if you also add in things like, especially in the original series, like Kirk would give us a speech about how we've moved past money, we've moved past capitalism, but he never really talked about, well, how does that work? Like, what does that mean, right? And so in Deep Space Nine, they wanted to have an edgier, more noir kind of show, right? So they started introducing concepts like gold press latinum as a way to have money in the system, right? And so that led to a lot of people going, well, how do you reconcile these things? Like, how do you have Starfleet officers going down to go play Dabu and Quarks and gambling money and, or credits or gold plus latinum, except we've moved past money, right? Right, yeah. And so the origins of UBI, the first place that I've been able to find a lot of real white papers to talk about it, were actually in the Nixon administration. Oh, huh. Okay. So during the Nixon administration, and there's a lot of things that are like kind of interesting and also confusing, like, you know, the EPA or whatever under the Nixon administration. But one of the ones around UBI, the idea was that the government would move from defined benefit programs, like we're going to give you eligibility for this. We're going to track that. We're going to do welfare that's targeted for one group. We're going to do unemployment for another group. The idea came out of a think tank and it basically said, how about we just cut everybody a check? Like every everyone gets a check, we're done. And so the government, the idea there was that the government would get out of any decision-making process beyond this is how much money we're going to send everybody. Hmm. And so that was the origins and the it was actually killed by the Democrats because it wasn't rich enough. <laughs> Okay. So a UBI, to be truly a UBI, universal basic income, the idea is, is that the government just simply cuts a check to everybody, full stop, right? And so then the thing is, is that I can actually envision these sort of like two points in time. Like we've got today, you know, jobs and these structured benefits and unemployment and stuff and welfare. Mm -hmm. And I can envision this world where it's like 90% technologically based unemployment, Right, like, <laughs> right. You know, the serious unemployment. Okay, I see. Yeah, exactly. But comfortable and, somehow. Well, and that's the thing. So let's just say that, yeah, like, and we have products in our lives today that we already use that don't have human hands involved in a lot of the production. Right, like, we all use our iPhones. The notion of a iPhone built by hand doesn't even make sense. It's like, no, those are robots. They assemble them. They put them together. And it's only the very last few stages in the process where, like, you walk into a store and somebody hands you a box, practically, that humans really get involved in. But you'd never say, oh, I want a human hand assembling all the little chips on a phone. It's just, no, it doesn't make any sense, right? And so the theory is, is that at some point, as these AIs and robotics technologies continue to mature, humans just wouldn't even be competitive, Right. And so that's where this like world of, well, like, let's say it's 90% technological unemployment. So 10% of the people still work because, you know, there's these, there are some tasks that require it. But for most things, but for most things, you wouldn't even bother to engage a human. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, humans don't design microprocessors. <laughs> right. Exactly. And like, think about how many things in your life that you buy where you don't try to repair them. You just toss it because there's no point. Right? Yeah. 
So in that 90% unemployment world, if you don't have something like a UBI, then basically what you're saying is what? All those people are just going to starve and drop dead? Growing up has never been easy, even in prehistoric Mesopotamia. Young Akia was the runt of a tribe that's legendary for feats of strength. But Ikea prefers feats of intelligence. However, that gets him no respect from his peers. He gets into more trouble when he accidentally disrupts his tribe's corner on the market of hauling goods due to his invention of using levers. This idea becomes so popular that the neighboring tribes no longer require his own tribe's services. To make matters even worse, music television marketers from the future are meddling with the culture of the region. At first, Akia is excited by the strangers, but then realizes that there is a danger in becoming dependent on their gifts. But the stranger's pull is drawing the youth away from all of the tribes. So Akia must find a way to save his people, join the music television marketers with their technological magic, or join with his elders who had rejected him. Caveman Funk a novelette by Lancer Kind is available on Amazon Kindle. Check out the show notes and there you will find goodies about more of Will's activities, such as his uh, guest appearances on Sci-Fi Thoughts, about his space opera video game he published called Blaze Sky. Available on Steam. This series started in episode 238. Go to scifithoughts.space and enter 238 into the episode search box and you will find the start of the series there. Next episode, more Lancer and Will. So one of the key things that you just touched on there was that was fairness, right? Either explicitly or implicitly. Like, well, by, I pay taxes. The other guy doesn't pay taxes. That's not fair, right? Right. And that's where the fairness side, what we have defaulted to is, you know, well, if you want more out of life, you should work harder. And right. we sort of ignore a lot of things like how much money get people have because they just were lucky enough to inherit it. Right. Um, you know, passive income. Maybe, <laughs> exactly. All the different things. And even passive income. Like it's like, you know, oh, well, you know, you're not making money because you didn't sweat for it. 